welcome to the Cubs Corner Podcast. This is our first edition of the 2019 year, so let me wish you a happy new year, first of all. And second of all, we're going to get right into the action. Sorry we missed the past couple of weeks with all the holidays going on. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and you're ready to start 2019 bright, just as the Chicago Cubs are, although the offseason so far has been quiet. Even if we did do a podcast last week or the week before, wouldn't really have had much to tell you. Daniel Descalso remains the only big move so far for the team. However, there have been some rumors that kind of surfaced right around Christmas that the Chicago Cubs are a little bit more in on Bryce Harper than we thought. The rumors leaked that the Chicago Cubs met with Bryce Harper and his agent Scott Boris in Vegas during the winter meetings and discussed the fact that they do not want Bryce Harper to sign somewhere before telling the Chicago Cubs first. So again, that doesn't necessarily mean the Cubs are very much so in on Harper, but it just means that they want to have essentially one last say before Harper makes his decision. Now moving forward, what does that mean for the Chicago Cubs? It means that Theo and Jed are going to try to move some payroll maybe to make some space for Bryce Harper to come to the Chicago Cubs. As yesterday was New Year's Eve, Chris Bryant and his good friend Bryce Harper rang in the New Year together, and many Cubs fans hope they will be ringing in a World Series together soon. For that to happen, the Cubs clearly have to move a lot of payroll, and that includes some big contracts, whether that be the likes of Jason Hayward, who was signed to an over $100 million deal a couple of years ago, or somebody a little bit more recent and a little bit less productive like Tyler Chatwood. Or maybe the Chicago Cubs may have to say goodbye to a familiar face that they all like, like a guy like Ben Zobrist. Had a great year last year, hit over 300, and could provide some value in return to free up some space for a guy like Bryce Harper. Now we've said it time and time again, the Cubs are not going to be out there too much in free agency. But the Chicago Cubs have made it clear that they want to make a few moves over free agency. We've discussed this all before. They want a relief pitcher or two, solidified infield depth, which they got with Daniel Descalso, and then maybe a backup catcher to not only provide some leadership, but relieve Wilson Contreras of some of his catching duties because he caught the most innings of any catcher in the major leagues last season. So when you look at that, it looks like the Cubs are going to try to stay cheap. There are some relievers out there. Craig Craig Kimbrell would be one of them. Zach Britton another. Maybe Adam Adovino even. But those guys are going to come with a little bit more of a price. So it seems like the Cubs might stay back, maybe wait for a, a Brad Boxberger or something like that. A little bit cheaper, but a solidified veteran who can provide some innings for the Chicago Cubs down the stretch of the season. Now as we begin the 2019 year, I think it would be fitting to take a look at the best moments from 2018 season. We'll count down the top five. From number five, we're going to start with the opening day of the Chicago Cubs season, and that's going to be Ian Happ's leadoff home run. He came out of spring training sizzling and took it right into the 2018. 18 campaign started off the season hot. The Cubs beat the Miami Marlins in Miami, and Ian Happ started off the season with a bang. Number four, a little bit later in the season, 
Anthony Rizzo and David Bodie went back to back to win the game. One of them was to tie it. One of them was a walk off dinger, and that moment kind of solidified the Cubs' run towards a playoff spot. Then coming in at number three is the fact that the Chicago Cubs did make the playoffs for the fourth year in a row. They did not win the division or a playoff game for that matter, but they were in the playoffs. They were a wild card team this season and made the playoffs for the fourth straight year with Joe Madden as their manager and Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer running the team. Number two, biggest moment of 2018 was... Javier Baez just being Javi. He was the number two in the MVP voting, which is why we're going to give him the number two spot here on our list. But he did everything for the Chicago Cubs this season, was in some MVP discussion like we mentioned, maybe even a triple crown at some point. But he had 111 RBIs, batted 290, stole over 20 bases, and really performed well for the Chicago Cubs. He had over 30 homers to go along with those statistics also. And not to mention, he was one of the most exciting players in baseball, whether it be circling the bases from first to home in a flash or flashing the leather. Javier Baez did everything and more for the Chicago Cubs in 2018. And then the number one biggest moment of 2018 for the Chicago Cubs, the famous David Bodie walk-off slam. It was a game against the Nationals. They trailed 3 nothing. David Bodie stepped in, and he went yard. Straightaway center field, a grand slam, and that really showed the Chicago Cubs what they had in a player that they needed to step up behind an injured Chris Bryant. So there you have it, the top five moments of 2018 for the Chicago Cubs. And when we come back, we're going to discuss what to expect from this team in 2019. And welcome back to the Cubs Corner Podcast. Once again, my name is Anthony Pasquale. Happy New Year. Today is January 1st, our first edition of the new year and third overall. Like I said, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Cubs' 2019 plans. And obviously, you come off a 95-win season. Your plans are going to be to make the playoffs and win a World Series. Now, a lot of rumors surrounding that during this offseason that has moved pretty slow so far have been about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Now, the Cubs were never really in on both of them because, like we discussed, they have had some budget problems. We're going to talk about both of these free agents, and we're going to start with Manny Manny Machado, who seems to be making his decision in the next couple of days. Now, Manny Machado, shortstop, third baseman, wherever you put him, he's going to make plays. He's been very good in his career. Last season, he had 37 homers for the Baltimore Orioles and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Went to a World Series, ended up losing and striking out to end it. But overall, has been a great player. Career batting average of 282, has over 1,000 hits already. Third baseman and shortstop, like I mentioned, a couple of gold gloves and some fabulous plays that everybody remembers. But Manny Machado will be a free agent this offseason like we discussed and looks to be signing in the next couple of days. Looks like the favorite three teams for him and pretty much the only three teams to talk about him. Not the Chicago Cubs, not the Los Angeles Dodgers who retained him last season, but the Philadelphia Phillies, the Chicago White Sox, and the New York Yankees. Now the Phillies look to be 
spending stupid money, as we've heard all offseason. The Chicago White Sox are a team that has struggled the last few years and are looking to build back to winning ways. And then you look at the New York Yankees, a team that has always been really good, looking to cement themselves to compete and beat the Boston Red Sox in 2019. Now, Manny Machado has made it clear that if the money is similar between these three clubs, he's going to sign with the New York Yankees. And recently, in the next, in the, excuse me, the past couple of days, a few hints on social media have also arose as he has made follows on Instagram to Yes Network, the network that broadcasts the Yankees game, and if he signs to play in pinstripes, his baseball games as well. It is expected that Manny Machado will be making his decision in the new year, and as today is the first day, we expect to hear his decision in the upcoming days. Now the other player that's been talked about and gawked about all winter has been Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is one of those guys that can really turn around a franchise, and a whole plethora of teams have been interested in him, whether that be the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Nationals, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Dodgers. His name has circulated in so many rumors, even the Astros. As Ken Rosenthal reported, they almost got him last season. Now, Bryce Harper is coming off one of his worst career seasons, batting only 250, barely batting 250. He actually ended up 249. Did hit 34 homers, 100 RBIs, his most ever. But when you look at Bryce Harper and last season, you know he could put up so much more and better numbers. So he looks to be the prime, prized possession from this free agent class. And although I mentioned all those teams that have been interested in him, Nobody seems to be making a move. The only offer of a contract that has been given to him is the Nationals, 10 years, $300 million, and Bryce declined that. So it doesn't look like he'll be playing for the red and white next season or the red and white of the St. Louis Cardinals as they seem to drop out of contention. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that the Cubs are in contention, but their names keep circulating in rumors, especially with the fact that Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper are home Home buddies, you could say. The White Sox are another team that have been interested in Harper, but they have kind of made it clear they're not really looking to spend that much on him, excluding how much that he wants. Because Bryce Harper is one of those guys, he seems to want maybe a $400 million contract, and that doesn't seem to be something pretty much any team is going to be giving him. The Los Angeles Dodgers are a team that is appeared to be the favorites for a couple of weeks now. They cleared up some room, traded two of their outfielders, Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp, to another National League team in the Reds to apparently clear up space for him in right field. However, it looks like the Los Angeles Dodgers are addressing matters of their team in other hands. They're going to be looking to sign or trade for a catcher, perhaps JT Real Muto, then they're also looking to trade for an Indian pitcher, whether that be Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer. So it seems like the Dodgers are going to try to improve in ways that don't include signing number 34. The Phillies, however willing to spend stupid money, don't seem to be a place that Bryce Harper wants to go. And then the Chicago Cubs currently don't have the money for him, but according to John Heyman and other sources inside the MLB, seem to be the favorites to land the mega, mega contract superstar.
So you look at a guy like Bryce Harper, and you think about what is it worth to get a guy like this? A guy that's clearly a star, but is it worth giving up gold glove defense and leadership in Jason Hayward? I would say so. Is it worth gutting your payroll for a couple of years to make room for a guy that's going to eat up money for a long time? It depends. I would say so as well. I think he's the type of guy that can really put this team over the edge and on their way to win a second World Series. That the Cubs are one of these teams that are in with Bryce Harper, even though that may not necessarily be true. The Yankees are a dark horse in this because they do have the money to spend, even if they get Machado to also acquire Harper. They just don't seem to have the outfield room for him. So maybe they want to convince him to lace up the cleats and play first base, but that doesn't seem like something Bryce is going to want to do. Bryce has made it clear that he wants to play in Chicago. He'd like to play for the Cubs. He's known Chris Bryant all of his life. His dog's name is Wrigley. The list goes on and on. Bryce Harper has seemed destined for the Chicago Cubs since the report of his free agency came out. Now it's up to Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer to make that happen for Bryce Harper and Chicago Cubs fans everywhere. During the Chicago Cubs offseason, I have been blessed to speak with both Pat Hughes and Len Casper. They've both given me tips on my broadcast career and kind of plump, excuse me, pushed me or plunged me towards success in my future. They've really been huge in terms of the advice and the tips they have given me to become a better announcer, and I hope to one day hopefully be in their shoes. But when I got the chance to talk to these two guys, I asked them both, what do they expect to see from the Cubs in this offseason? Pat Hughes gave a very funny answer, and he said, well, Anthony, that's not my job, so I won't answer that question. And that's true. It's not his job. His job is to announce the games, and he does so like an artist. And I'll give him all the credit in the world for that, and not for being a GM. Len Casper said, maybe a couple of minor improvements, but the team you're going to see on opening day in 2019 is very similar to the one you saw at the end of the season in 2018. So both guys kind of, excuse me, not both guys. Pat Hughes didn't allude to anything. But Len Casper kind of alludes to the fact that the Cubs' budget problems are legit. Bryce Harper won't be a guy that we're going to see in pinstripes at Wrigley Field in 2019. But these minor improvements, what could these minor improvements be? Like we've talked about, we're looking for catching. We're looking for solidified depth in the middle infield and arms out of the bullpen. Our starting five seems set in stone, barring any setbacks to you Darvish's progress. We've got, assuming John Lester on opening day, Cole Hamels, Kyle Hendricks, Jose Quintana, and you Darvish. On paper, that could be the best starting five in the National League. That starting five can win games, eat up innings, win postseason games, shut down great hitters, and win a World Series. I truly believe that. But let's say they get in, tr- get in some trouble. Who are you going to go to out of the bullpen? 
That's the question Theo and Jed need to answer this offseason. It may not be Zach Britton. It may not be Craig Kimbrell. But it's got to be somebody. That was one of the big question marks towards the end of 2018 that needs to be answered in 2019. And in listening to multiple reports about the Chicago Cubs in this offseason, that backup catcher role looks to be somebody like Rene Rivera or Martin Maldonado, somebody like that, to not only eat up innings, but maybe teach Wilson Contreras a little bit more and solidify him as one of the star catchers in the National League. I definitely think an internal improvement from Wilson can be expected. He had an all-star caliber front half of the season. The back half fell off a lot. Same with the likes of Albert Elmora. Once that gets straightened out, Wilson is going to be a star in pinstripes on the north side for years to come. Now, when you look at expectations for the Chicago Cubs team and across the National League, I'm going to give my predictions. I think the Chicago Cubs team wins the division. I think they win 97 games and are not the only National League Central team to make the playoffs. I think the Cubs are going to win 97 games, be the two seed. I think the St. Louis Cardinals are going to win 92 games, and they are going to be a wild card team. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to win their division. They're going to be the three seed. I think the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win their division as well. I think they're going to be pretty much the only really good team coming out of that division. I do think the Rockies have a shot at a wild card along with the Phillies, the Mets, the Brewers for that second spot. Then I think the Nationals could also be included in that spot. But we're going to go number one seed Dodgers, number two seed Cubs, number three seed Braves, number four seed Cardinals, and we're going to go with the Phillies for the number five seed. I think the Cardinals beat the Phillies in the first round and head to the Dodgers. I think the Cubs will take care of the Braves. And I think the Chicago Cubs will beat the Dodgers to go to the World Series. Now, that is without knowing whether or not Bryce Harper will be in pinstripes or in Hollywood or neither. But without Bryce Harper, I do think that this team is destined for another World Series appearance. I think they're a really good team. I think improvements internally from Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, and Wilson Contreras will occur. I think Javier Baez is only getting better. I think Albert Elmore and Ian Happ are prospects still, but can perform well next season. I think David Bodie is going to play phenomenal all year long. Coming off the bench, I think he'll take that Tommy LaStella role instead of Descalso. I think Zobris will keep hitting. I think this pitching staff will get out. Now we'll see who else will be putting on pinstripes on the north side of Chicago come 2019, but this team as it is, is very good and has everything it takes to make a World Series. Now that seems to be just about all the time we have here today on the Chicago Cubs Talk. This has been the Cubs Corner Podcast, and we thank you all for listening. But before we go, I'm going to give a couple of my predictions about the NFL. As you know, the Chicago Bears went 12-4 and 
three seed in the NFC and will be hosting a playoff game this Sunday at Soldier Field against the reigning champs, Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Bears win on Sunday, and I think they have everything it takes, just like the Chicago Cubs, to make a championship. Now we'll wrap up here on the Cubs Corner Podcast. My name is Anthony Pasquale. Thank you all for listening. Happy New Year. Go Cubs. Thank you again for tuning in.